Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. I am a believer. I have an alert mind, a receptive heart, an attentive spirit, and active faith. My life is full of energy. I know that God has something for me today. Now, and I will not leave without it. What I receive. I will keep by the Holy Ghost that dwells in us. And He will change my life forever. If you believe, you'll never be the same. Lift your hands and give God a great shout of praise. Amen. You may be seated. I want to welcome you to first century faith. And um, state that we are not historically journeying back to a time 2,000 years ago when the Lord blessed our brothers and sisters in the early church to describe or define the day they were living in. But rather we are speaking about the living spirit of God who carried irrefutable power operating through normal human beings in extraordinary, supernatural, and irresistible ways. At a time when paganism and and hatred towards both Jew as well as um, this new faith that began in the lives of uh, the body of Christ was in an all-time high. And hatred in those days was not just mean words or bad things. And we saw last night that people didn't throw mud at you. They threw stones at you. And, and so the, 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 the pagan Roman um, expression of godlessness with all of the different faces that the Roman Empire carried. Because if you know anything about history, you understood that as long as Caesar is recognized as the ultimate emperor, and of course he's got a senate, but you know he vetoes them all the time. (laughs) And as long as he is God, how many of you know Caesar was God? He's not God, but... People were, had to acknowledge his God, just like the Egyptians in the days of the pharaohs had to acknowledge that the pharaohs were God. We have to understand what kind of a movement began 
in the body of Christ. And so when a child of God uh, would be in a particular part of the world and he's part of a church, whether it's a church of Antioch, it's in Constantinople, whether it's in India, whether it's in Persia, whether it's in Jerusalem, wherever we were at, the region may have been governed by a governor or a ruler. And there was a so-called religious freedom granted so that culture would be preserved as long as ultimate and complete loyalty would go to the throne of Caesar in Rome. And if anyone had a God that they worshipped, that was the only God or higher than the ranking ruler of the empire, they could be easily and were, and we were, called enemies of the state. This is what moved hatred to bring about martyrdom and bring about persecution and bring about death. So how could a handful of people 120 in number be in such agreement in expectation in the content of our receptivity that we're going to receive power and when we receive that power it will be all we need to know how could we be so prepared by the Lord to say it's not for you to know whether or not I'm going to restore the kingdom to Israel now But you will receive power. You will receive dunamis after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you will be suppliers of that very power and carriers of that very evidence in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all the earth. And 120 of us were, can I share with you a secret? With one accord in one place that's not an easy thing it took me seven days in Lagos Nigeria in um, 1995 to get 11,000 people taught on daily basis until the last day they were standing there they were with one accord and all week I taught on the glory And by the time I got to Saturday, school of signs and wonders, and I began to talk about the glory, that one accord shook a corporate body of 11,000 men and women. No catcher could catch them. No chair can get in their way. They were overwhelmed by the power of God. Devils came out of everybody. Sickness left everybody. And healing manifested in the lives of men and women. Coming into one accord, is not as easy as it sounds in the natural. Because everything around society, especially in the time we're living in now, is very fast-paced to distract the human being from the things that really are relevant. You think about it, the distractions try to tell you subliminally, subconsciously, and sometimes in your face. That the things that really matter don't matter. And they try to tell you that the things that you're to concern yourself with, worry about, and allow to limit you are the things that matter. 
So why do we come to a training school? I know most of you know better than to come for a diploma. I know most of you know better than to say, well, I was trained by Dr. Harfush, because out there on the mission field, the devil is not impressed by what you claim. The devil is impressed by what you receive. Now, I'll train you, but if you receive what I have for you, you will impress, hallelujah, every. Face an impression on everything that you, you, you need. And, and so in that context of so-called freedom of religion where people could worship culturally according to their uh, uh, lineage or heritage or ethnicity, there was also a higher law and that was the, the taxation, the governing, and, and so on and so forth. In that atmosphere, we came. 120 of us came. The power of the Lord began to pour out. 3,000 were immediately added. And the momentum supernaturally began. People were ready to die for their faith. And, but they were ready to live for their assignment. Yeah. Here's what's so interesting about uh, the relevance of God in your life. Are you listening? Yeah. That no one we're going to see in the New Testament is talked about dying of their disease. First century faith is, is being a healer of the disease, not a victim of the sickness. I, God is going to strengthen you, energize you, revive you, cancel your debt, inspire you, infuse you, renew your youth. Hallelujah. Pour out his anointing upon your life and aid you to function in the supernatural call that God has for your life. Amen. Amen. And, um, and so this is why um, the Holy Spirit um, impressed strongly on my heart to go to the ministry of the Apostle Paul because we saw a momentum. This was not normal. This was a momentum that was making converts out of us. Now I'm talking about out of priests and out of um, Pharisees and out of Sadducees and out of, uh, out of um, uh, 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 Jews that had been accustomed to a form of worship for some 1,800 or 2,000 years. You don't change that kind of inheritance in your, neither in your ethnicity nor in your religion Unless what you have come across is the realization that everything you were doing was looking forward to the one. And now that the one has come, you need not seek another. You hear the words of John the Baptist. Hallelujah. And you know he is the one. You don't need another because you have the report. Go show everybody again. The blind see, the deaf hear, the lame leap for joy, and the poor have the gospel preached, and the dead are raised. Amen. Amen. So in that momentum that was happening, thousands were added to the body of Christ, and then brought all the sick to Jerusalem, and you saw signs, wonders, and miracles were done by the apostles. 
Then Saul of Tarsus, thoroughly overqualified, as we read yesterday, right? In every way of the tribe of Benjamin. We, we go down the line of his, 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 his um, resume was extensive. And he's thoroughly qualified, if anybody could, to dispute and refute this new movement. And then something happens. And, and what happens is he sees literally a man. And that man was one of seven deacons. That were called to take care of women problems in the church. And, and make sure that there is proper support for widows and orphans, you know? Because if you're a widow and you have a child, that child's an orphan. How many understand it, to, to not have a parent? So now, in the clash between um, uh, 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 ethnic groups, women needed their problems resolved. And so the apostle said, well, there's enough wisdom in the house of God. I'm paraphrasing. We're not going to leave the word of God and, and do that. So choose men from among you full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. And they did. And so they chose them and it names them. And one of them was Stephen. When they chose them, they laid hands on them. When they laid hands on them, obviously, there was an impartation of grace. Let me tell you something. You must change in your life. I'm going to say that again. You must change in your life. In order to properly change in your life, you've got to change your concept of change. You've got to change this concept that says I'll change when I change locations. You've got to change that. That I'll change when I'll get to heaven. No, no, no. You got to change now by allowing the one that has come now to live in your life now to activate you with the grace and the ability and the power to experience a transfiguration. Whether it appears or whether it does not appear. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And so... This is a change of mind, isn't it? So now we begin to understand, okay, I can't just, you know, have an excuse and say, well, you know, when Jesus comes back, we're going to be like him. And yet, live your life hoping you'd be like Jesus. And face circumstances in this life and ask yourself, what would Jesus do? If he was in this situation and Jesus is sitting in you going, what are you talking about? I'm in the middle of this situation. 
And then you think, well, if Jesus would just come back and get me out of this situation, I'll be changed. Jesus says, do you think I want to take you to heaven the way you are right now? You better, y'all better change. And so, do you catch that? And that's what, ha- that's what happened is that men that were already full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom received another measure. Because within God's ministry of using humanity to minister to humanity, he took the laying on of hands for the purpose of assignment and poured his grace into people that had an ability that could function on a particular level and uplifted them to another level. From that moment, you begin to see a change in the words and in the power of the words of Stephen. That his wisdom, like we talked about yesterday, and the spirit by which he what? No one could resist the wisdom nor the spirit by which he spoke. So now, Saul of Tarsus is among a a council of people, over 80 people, um, it's believed. And they're all, uh, you know, uh, theologians. And all of them, according to the original language and, and your Bible, are looking steadfastly, earnestly, just just at his face as it's glowing like the face of an angel of God. Saul saw an FCD graduate who did not just get a certificate or doused with oil. He got an infilling and he began to shine like the light. God has sent me to raise up an end time generation that carry the light of God's glory in the middle of a dark world. If you believe that's you, you're part of that shout, yes. And so you may be seated. And so, so that's what Saul saw. Well, of course, Jesus tells us that when he appears to Saul in the form of the, um, it, well, it, on the road to Damascus, Saul was already consenting to Stephen's death. He heard Stephen say, I see the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. I see heaven opened and the Son of Man, the Son of Man, the Son of the human standing. If that, and that's why they ripped their clothes, t- tore them off, laid them down at the feet of Saul, said, that's it, I had enough, we're killing this man. But see, the Son of Man, Christ Jesus, the great, the great mediator, the, the great high priest, the apostle of our confession, hallelujah, the, the, the firstborn among many brethren, hallelujah, the advocate you have with the Father was standing up at the right hand of God. And I believe that that is a prophetic impact put in the word of God to tell you when Jesus will stand up Jesus will stand up when the body of Christ on earth is full of God and shining and radiating with the glory and the brilliance of God himself ma 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 glory 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 
And so Paul saw a man. And, and uh, to just recap what we were talking about. Now his face is glowing. He's shining like an angel of God. But then he begins and his context and content is brothers, you know, uh, brothers and, and, and fathers. And he names, he names them all. He says, the God of glory appeared to Abraham. And then he begins to talk about the, the way with which Almighty God revealed himself to his people. Then he talks about the visitation that Moses received through the burning bush. And, and he was walking, approaching, trembling in the seventh chapter of Acts. And God said, take your shoes off. The place, don't, don't approach, the place you're standing on is holy ground. I, I claim this place. I came down on this place. Now it's become holy. It was cursed in Adam. But I'm going to make a marker on earth. I'm going to start claiming this planet. Piece by piece, word by word. I'm going to make markers on this planet. By the time I get ready to come down there, there'll be a place called the house of bread that I'll be born in. I'm going to make markers on this planet. Landmarks of my claim. Because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I'm going to bring the higher on the lesser. And I'm going to claim the lesser for the higher. Take your shoes off. Should I stop? And so he takes his shoes off and he approaches. And and the Lord reveals himself. Speaking to Moses from within the burning bush. Now we understand from the second chapter of the book of Acts. And there appeared unto them. So we understand that this is the holy fire of God. This wasn't like a bush that got burnt by the heat of the desert sun. This was the fire of God. This was the God of glory. This was the God of glory sending the glory that you're going to wear to cover a bush that's got to talk to you and be filled with an angel that has a message to you. Glory. Because God wanted to build a house that's within the sermon. And he said, and he said, and Moses brought the house of Israel out of Egypt and they had the tabernacle of witness and they went in the wilderness and then they took the Ark of the Covenant, etc. And then David wanted to build a house because God is building a house. But, God, but David didn't and then Solomon did. But he said, but what house will you build me while he's glowing with the glory of God? For God does not live in houses made by man's hands that sermon made such an indelible spiritual impression upon the conscience of Saul that he had to fight against his conscience in order to uh, be consenting to the death of Stephen and the Lord Jesus taught us that himself right 
when he appeared to Saul, he said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Well, the Lord never asks a question because he doesn't know the answer. Huh? See, if Saul had no clue that he was doing something wrong, then Jesus wouldn't ask and then answer himself. He said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It's hard for you to kick against your conscience. Why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? He knew, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you're persecuting me. It's hard for you to kick against your conscience because I know that you got touched, yet you resisted what I touched you with. Now I've come to identify myself. I'm not in the grave. I'm not on the cross. I'm not in the ditch. I'm not forgotten. I'm alive. I'm the God of glory. I'm the great I am. I'm the King of kings. I'm the Lord of Lords. I'm the one who was shining in the life of Stephen. I'm the one who was preaching the words that are coming out of his mouth. I inspired his wisdom by my spirit. Now, now, Saul, go, go, go over there and uh, wait, you, you know, because you need help. So, so I'm going to send you another one of my people. Because you've, can I paraphrase? You've seen me, but you're still empty. You know who I am, but you still need me to come into your life. So go and wait. And so he's praying and God gives him a vision. And in the vision he sees Ananias come to him to lay hands on him. Why does the Lord have to wait to use a man in order to come and lay hands on the apostle Paul, at the time Saul of Tarsus, so that the, are you listening to me out there? And so this lowly, normal disciple walks in and says, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus that you saw in the way sent me. And he lays hands on him and immediately the scales fall off his eyes and he receives his sight. And he said, and that you may receive your sight and be filled. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. I just proved to you he was empty. Amen. I just, well, you know, he wasn't empty in. Oh, be quiet. You can't be filled unless there was room. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not interested in whether the glass is half empty or half full. I want it overflowing. You guys do too, don't you? like crazy people in here and uh, woo in a good way amen isn't that true and so he he received the Holy Spirit and got up and was baptized but his first reference to the glory of God was not the fact that he's the God of glory was, was the fact that the God of glory wanted to build himself a house and that he, he was living in a human being called Stephen that Saul was standing there willing 
to kill at the very guilt and violation of his own conscience. And he said, it's hard for you to kick against your conscience. And so we saw yesterday, we touched on it, how he did not go when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the Gentiles. Should we look at that again? All right, let's look at that again. How many of you remember where it was? It's in Galatians, right? Galatians. I have so much for you today. I, I I'm telling you, and, and this. So I have I have every uh, every means of self control <laughs> activated all at once right now every every bit of it uh, and so um, in the sixteenth verse of Galatians one of course Paul an apostle in verse one neither by man or but but by Jesus Christ, right? Yes. And so the, this this calling that the Apostle Paul would receive um, would find its initiation for function in the thirteenth chapter of, of Acts. We might get there later. Prior to that, as a respected accepted, received, and um, effective New Testament minister, the Apostle Paul was listed among prophets and teachers. So we don't have to really be, you know, uh, wonder that he functioned as a prophet and teacher till the time came for the Holy Spirit to release him to function in the apostolic call he had. And then there was fasting and prayer. And there was laying on of hands. There must have been an ordination that is relevant or relative to that assignment. That is different than the ordination that is relevant to what he functioned in before. Yes. Are you listening? And so uh, he's operating in the church, building the church, edifying the church, functioning prophetically, fun- functioning uh, as a teacher. Well, there's no reason for us to wonder what he was teaching. He had to be teaching what he received from God when he went to the, to the desert places and the places that God had marked, the territory that God had used to appear to Moses and others before. 
and spent time with the Lord to receive his gospel as he told us by revelation from God. That didn't mean like out of the blue, mysteriously or mystically. That meant this rabbi who's well qualified, a doctor, are you listening to me? A teacher, that's what the word doctor is, took with him the Torah and the prophets, the things relevant to uh, what the prophets have foretold and in his preparatory time allowed the Holy Spirit to reveal to him everything that was a promise and a shadow in the old and how it found its fulfillment in Christ. And the reference points he had were two the God of glory in Stephen and the God of glory on the road to Damascus. Just two reference points. So he took what he needed and went off with God and received from God by revelation his gospel that he clearly identifies as a mystery called Christ in you, the hope of glory whom we preach, teaching every man and training every man that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. So I don't have to wonder what kind of subject matters. The prophet Saul, the the teacher Saul was teaching in Antioch or anywhere else where he went. He was teaching and preaching the indwelling, the two indelible facts that had the most powerful reason for his supernatural conversion were one, he saw God living in the life of a deacon that was speaking with such wisdom and such spirit no man could resist. And then he ran into the Lord himself, hallelujah, on the road to Damascus that brought his conversion. Then he was filled with the Holy Spirit, of course, that could, um, is the spirit of truth. Rightly dividing the word of whom? The word of what? The word of truth. So that no scripture would be of private interpretation. So what came out of Saul in the early church was literally the revelatory explanation, expression, and impartation of what was promised in the old. And he majored on the indwelling. Do you see that? So he's, 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 he's majoring on the indwelling because there's nothing that you can do to please God unless it comes out of his fruit in your life. Pleasing God is not what you do out there. It's what comes out of him in you and gets out there done. God changes you before he changes things. Glory to God. And actually everybody's waiting to fly. I got, and I believe, I believe in the catching away. But everybody's waiting to fly. Are you listening to me? We shall be caught up. And nobody's talking about we shall be changed. You can't be caught up till you're changed. We shall be changed. In a moment. In the twinkling of an eye. At the last drop. 
So there is a change, glory be to God, that takes place from inside of you by the power of the great God of glory that has made you his house. A change that has come into your life by the form of the treasure of grace called being born from above and made your spirit a well springing up and your life a riverbed of living waters that flow out of your belly. Glory to God. Touching your soul, transforming your life, energizing your body, renewing your youth, strengthening every aspect of your being. Change, change that God is invited to do happens before the actions of evidence. It is not the change of your actions. It is the change of your character. It is the change of your nature. When he gives his life, you stretch your hand in God's way. When God gives you a word, you might start like this, but he says, stretch forth your hand. All of a sudden, it's because of the life of God that came into God is changing your shortcomings. God is changing your human bondage. God is changing your natural weaknesses by his supernatural indwelling. A change. The change. I can do all things, the man said. The man I'm talking about said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. I learned in whatever state I'm in to be independent of the circumstance. My God. Should I stop? All right, sit down if you can. Whoo! <laughs> uh, <clears throat> you know, you know. Paul had those reference points. The indwelling in Stephen, right? (laughs) And then the identification of the indweller. And And so he took, he knew it was Jesus of Nazareth whom he's persecuting and then he knew that it was Jesus of Nazareth as all knowing. And he knew that although Saul was just breathing and ranting threatenings and hatred, wanted to uh, just destroy the church and, and, and destroy the believers. He was doing it all in loud, boisterous, human, demonic, zealous, religious, anti-anointing action when all along on the inside there was a conviction that has taken place called the conscience. 
and God said, you're just kicking against your own uh, barometer. I put a compass in you, and you're just choosing to go south. Because you knew from way back when, when that man was talking, that he preached the gospel to you from Abraham all the way to when he was fed up with you. From the God of glory to you stiff-necked and uncircum... You know? All right. I just want to make sure you're catching this. And, uh, And so he tells us in verse 15 of first chapter of Galatians... He tells us this, when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles or the heathen or the nations, that's what that word means, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood, that means immediately I did not go talk to people to find out who he is, what he does, what he wants, neither went I up to Jerusalem Uh, to them that were apostles before me but I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus now you see here that the, the, the reason he mentions this to us is to show us that the, that, that the, the visit on the road to, to Damascus right was the beginning but then he needed to fulfill what God called him to and, it, and God was pleased To, he said, I want to reveal my son in you. You've seen, you've, I want to reveal myself in you. You've seen me reveal myself in Stephen. Now I want to reveal myself in you. And so he took what he needed. He took his concordance. He took his Bible helps. And, 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 and he, he went and he took with him the, the years of input and training he had received sitting at the feet of Gamaliel and he took them being now full of the Holy Spirit and called to this particular function and he allowed the Lord to reveal to him the New Testament message he will preach to you and I so he can cause all people to see that we have that same fellowship. I want you to hit someone and say we share in the call of both the indwelling of Christ and us revealing him in our lives. That's what the church is all about. The church is about that. Amen? Amen. And so we can see here that this started something very powerful. Because at, at the time and even later, there was over 500 people that appeared. Jesus appeared to and we're going to talk about them uh, 
in FCD. Are you listening? When the Lord appeared to us in resurrected form, he taught. And, And he expounded. This is after he was crucified and was buried. He rose again. He expounded in all the scriptures things pertaining to himself. He appeared daily. Are you listening to me? He appeared to to Kephas or Peter, he appeared to James, he appeared to the 12, he appeared to the 11, he appeared to over 500, and then he appeared to all the apostles, and then finally he appeared to Saul. Are you following? Now that's not all the appearances, because he appeared to Mary Magdalene, he appeared to the women, and, and so on and so forth. But the point is that when the Lord would show up in his resurrected spiritual immortal body, He would give both living word, living teaching, and person-to-person contact. That means for 40 days on planet earth, there was an immortal holding Bible class. And this immortal... Christ Jesus, and that's what, whether you believe it or not, is dependent on whether you believe your Bible or not. And being raised from the dead didn't just mean like Lazarus was. It's a different word. It meant he was raised to die no more. This act of resurrection was an act of being the resurrection. He is, he is who he raised himself up bodily to be. He didn't have to raise from the dead to be alive. He was the resurrection when he was raising Lazarus from the dead. He was the resurrection when he was laying in the tomb. But when he raised that body from the dead, he raised everybody that would believe on him from the dominion and the authority of death. Glory be to God and an immortal for 40 days is this powerful for 40 I I don't want to ask for a show of hands Uh, how many of you have never heard this before because if you're honest every hand in here will be up an immortal our savior was holding lessons and teaching so you have over 500 people that were going around spreading the news and saying, well, I know what he told Martha and I know what he told Mary and I know what he took because they told me, but I know what he told me. So now you have 500 plus people spreading that news. That's a miracle report. Going all over town and it's hitting people, right? So now somebody can say in the far regions of the world later, Well, you know, there's only 500 of them. That's just a secular or a religious cult that came up with an idea about that Nazarene that was hanging on the cross and and they stole his body maybe and hid it somewhere. He nobody rises from the dead. And how could somebody's death supply salvation anyway? God didn't leave it to that. God took the arch enemy of the church. And he took the arch enemy of the church and I want you to see this. He took Stephen and Stephen standing there recognizes by divine influence that he's ready to pass the torch. He's through with this group. Are you listening to me? He doesn't have to say what he's going to say, but he's not afraid to say it. Are you listening to me? He's not afraid to say it. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I see heaven open. 
and the son of man standing at the right hand of God and they gnashed on him with their teeth and they rushed him and they stoned him and he cried to the Lord and said do not hold this sin to their charge and what he was doing is he's saying now you got to understand there is no record of shouting pain I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I'm going to get, jump you to a point. One day, Saul or Paul was warming his hands by the fire. Yes. After his ship wrecked because people were not listening to him. <laughs> Remember? He's on an island. And what happened? You know the story, don't you? And the Bible said he shook the serpent off and he felt no Harm. There is no way that you can get bit, whether by a garden snake or a serpent, and not feel any harm unless there was a supernatural grace on your physicality. And the fact that he shook it off, it was like a locked jaw snake. It, it was hanging on. It was like a pit bull snake. But he ain't dying. He's got an assignment. He's got an assignment. He's got to teach for a century. He's got to carry the gospel of God's indwelling to the nations of the world. And he felt no harm. He shook it back into the fire. And so the, the scriptures don't just say things. It tells us and defines and describes not only context, but content. In other words, there's something in the word. Are you listening? You find something, you say, wow, I found something. What is it? What was it? It's, a, it's a box. Well, what's in it? <laughs> Are you, see, you know one thing. You know it's a box. And that's context. But you want to know what's in it. That's content. Now, if what's in it, maybe, woo, my God. If all your problems are over based on what's in it, amen, you better unwrap that word. You better better not sit in church and nod when there's a word that said, and he felt no harm. there's content in that and so this is what happened in the martyrdom of Stephen and and in the martyrdom of Stephen the presence of the Lord is so on him that the that that his death is not described by his um Uh, retaliatory speech uh, by shouts of pain Hmm. are you listening to so what was God doing wasn't the Lord passing the torch of the indwelling to the arch enemy that wasn't one of the 500 plus that one guy you didn't count on that the only the only way you can refute the apostle Paul is to call him an antichrist but he is not he is about the indwelling glory be to God and so so he sees that and he understands that 
Well, the, the Lord wants to reveal his son in me. Lord, you want to reveal your son in me? Well, before you can reveal your son in me, I've got to learn what it means to be a house of God, a tabernacle of God, Christ in me, the hope of glory. I've got to know what it's like. I, ain't, I've got to write to the Galatians. And so he, he, he tells them in, uh, in chapter 2 and verse 20, while we're there, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. But it's Christ that lives in me and the life that I now live in the flesh. Or where? In the body. The life. The life. Not the existence. The life. That I now live in the physicality. The life that I now live in the holy temple that God paid for in full. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We don't have to wonder what secret the Apostle Paul had in order to feel no harm when he was snake bit. The secret was he gave no place to the devil because he knew your body, your soul, and your spirit belongs to God. He spent enough time in first century faith training until you could know where Paul ended and where, where Christ began. Or where... And so you may be, and so he would he would have to explain himself, wouldn't he? He would have to say, "We don't preach ourselves, but we preach Christ and ourselves, Christ crucified. We preach ourselves as prisoners for Christ." Are you listening? So he would have to do that. Why? Because the supernatural signs, wonders, and miracles, like we saw in the last session. Even from his body, the cloths and the aprons and the handkerchiefs were, were casting out diseases. D- diseases were leaving. Diseases were leaving. They were going back to the hospitals to get treatment. My God, I hear a shout in the world today. I hear a shout in the planet today. And evil spirits were leaving them. We saw that. And, and, and 50,000 pieces of silver. That's a great revival. Because, you know, Paul is not there. His cloths are there. And people just say, my God, that name of Jesus that Paul preaches gets stuff done. So... So, so they try it and, and, and uh, the, the spirit tells, they took from Paul's body aprons and handkerchiefs and they took from Paul's voice and context 
the name Jesus. And they went and said, we adjure you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preacheth. Because they heard about Paul's prayer cloths getting stuff done through believers. And, and so the, the spirit said to them, the devil, the demon... Jesus I know and Paul I know see Jesus is the Christ and Paul is full of Christ but who are you and you know the man in whom the devil was jumped on them notice how physicality was used and overcame them. Notice how there's supernatural powers that operate. Amen. On both sides. Now if you're afraid of the devil, you're afraid of the wrong person. Don't look at me like that. You know I'm telling you the truth. And, uh, and he overcame them and he beat them. No, he didn't only beat them, he wounded them. And then he took their clothes. <laughs> and so they ran out of that house naked and wounded. And the word spread all over Ephesus. And all of a sudden, everybody involved in witchcraft and, and sort, isn't that true? The people involved in curious arts heard about this and my God, we, 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 we don't want stuff jumping on us. Get these books out of here. And, and they brought them out in, into a public meeting. I don't know if Paul was invited or not. He might have been, but we don't know. Whether he was or not, this happened at a place where he was not present. And they burnt the books and a great move of God took place because of the indwelling of the Lord in his life. God revealing his son in Paul in that particular account we read yesterday. He called, it said, and God performed or wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, right? So that from his body were taken to the sick aprons or handkerchiefs. Well, notice by the hands is figurative. That meant his, within his jurisdiction. That meant through the ministry of Paul, whatever took place, directly or indirectly, through Paul, Christ would credit to Paul and the glory would go to God. Hallelujah. 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 Well, jump up to your feet and get ready to be used this year. Lift your hands and shout hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Put your hands on your spirit and pray in the Holy Ghost.
Father, charge your people. Spirit, soul, and body, infuse them with the energization of the Almighty Holy Ghost. Let every part of their being be full and be receptive to the goodness and the mercy and the activity of the Lord in their life. We give you honor and praise and glory. We magnify you and extol you, lift up the mention of your name. And we bless you. We thank you for the invitation, for the opportunity to have you live in us. And because we live in you, Glory, glory, shall I believe? I believe. In the active power of salvation. Made available through the grace of the Lord. By the ministry of the Holy Spirit. I believe in the cleansing. From all unrighteousness. I believe in walking in the light. As the Lord is in the light. I believe that his word brings light. I believe that his word brings light. His entrance brings understanding. His entrance brings understanding. I believe my path. I believe my path. The road of the just. The, road of the, just. the righteous. The, righteous. The, redeemed. the redeemed. The church. The, church. the family of God. Family. Is like a shining light. Like a shining light. Burns, more Burns more perfectly. And more and more. Unto the perfect day. I believe in the God of strength. That out of weakness he makes us strong. I believe. He forgives all iniquities. He heals all diseases. He delivers life from destruction. He crowns with loving kindness and tender mercy. He renews youth like an eagle. He satisfies my mouth. With good things, the things of God are both in context and full of content. And the content of God is resurrection, energization, sanctity, authority, victory, triumph every day in Jesus' name. Now, if you believe it, shout about it. All right, you may be seated, and please turn with me, if you will, uh, to First Thessalonians chapter 5. And, you know, many of us here, International Miracle Institute students, and uh, many of you out there that are uh, 
uh, I and my students, I and my life are not part of first century faith. Um, you understand our knowledge and our operation in um, the uh, sacred secret or uh, what we call the God man. And um, uh, it's so thoroughly and, 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 and so uh, uh, clearly seen um, in, in the pages of the word of God uh, championed most strongly in the writings of the Apostle Paul. And, 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 and not exclusively because we see them everywhere in, in, in the Word of God, but most championed by the Apostle Paul. Uh, God, of course, using him to write extantly in the New uh, Testament. Two-thirds of the New Testament would come out of the ministry of this great apostle born out of season, if you will. And, and so we can go to a lot of places, but there's a specific purpose for this week. And that is to take the sacred secret and take uh, Christ in you or your divine nature or the God-man, put it together with the first century living faith that we're heirs of. You understand? That means that same power that God utilized in the lives of children, single women, married couples, uh, single men, uh, ministers of helps, as well as fivefold ministry gifts. Without any weapons or war or, 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 or things like that. But weapons that are mighty through God. That we would literally overcome the condition of the world by what we call and know as apostolic evangelization. That means we lead them to Christ and we catch them in the net. Of the house of God. We don't lose. Disciples. We make disciples. And and this is what. The commission was. Go and. Make disciples. Of all nations. Being a disciple. Is not an option. And so. You know. It's not that someone is called to be a Christian and another person is called to be a disciple. Go and make disciples of all nations. That means discipline all nations. Same principle where God said, I'm going to stop in a minute. Where God said, train up a child. The Lord said, I'm going to empower you. I'm going to send you. And you'll be able to train nations. You're going to train tribes. You're going to train families. You're going to train ethnic groups. You're not going to lord it over them like someone with a fist. 
You're going to preach into their call and touch their conscience. And they're going to realize they're not an evolved animal. And they're not an insignificant nobody. That almighty God loved them and came from an eternal heaven into earth to represent them. He lived on their behalf to qualify them. He went among them and healed them. He raised them and delivered them. He supplied their qualificational abilities. He died for them. He was buried on their behalf and he rose again on the third day and he appeared publicly and he poured out his spirit to empower his people so he could build a family and you will disciple and discipline nations with the living power of this God faith that came down from heaven into earth not to return there empty but he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destruction he came to earth to join God and man together in himself so that every child of God that calls upon the name of the Lord can experience the delivering ability and availability of power that is theirs glory be to God rise up and act like a supernatural Christian Is this good? Yes. All right. You may be seated. So that's the Great Commission. And so obviously the weapons of our warfare that are mighty through God are, are capable to do that. And they uh, continue to do that. And the point is that that faith as delivered to the originals was delivered in his most pure nature. Because when we read the writings of Paul to Corinthians, he calls faith a spirit. When we we look at Jude and he said, content for the faith that once and once and for all was delivered to the saints safekeeping. So the spirit of faith obviously is incapable of being diluted or weakened as time passes. Only human conception or misconception about him is changed. But he is the same. Are you listening to me? Because he will not do anything of himself. Jesus said he will receive of mine and he'll reveal it to you. And so we know that Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. So this first century pure expression of the power uh, of the resurrection is the same purity that we have today. It changed the world once. It changed the world again. It multiplied numerically in incredible fashion once and throughout the ages wherever men and women yielded to the will of God and dared to believe that he is who he says he is rather than act like they're religious and live a blasphemous life uh, of refusing him His right of access into their life. Whenever they obeyed. Whenever we obeyed. God moved and made out of what we would have otherwise been uh, ordinary in. He made us extraordinary in. And he moved. And today. Today. By his revelatory uh, nature. He's unveiling and revealing 
to his people something very powerful so that you can and we can participate in the becoming so that he's not you know climbing up somewhere where God didn't put you that's just accepting so it's one thing to quote as he is so are we in this world it's another thing to break in on the content of it somebody gonna open the box oh I'm not gonna preach anymore I, I got too many people here that already know it all I'm not gonna preach So, First Thessalonians, and uh, and uh, verse twenty three, and uh, chapter five. First Thessalonians five and twenty three, and the very God of peace sanctify you holy now underline that word sanctify and study it and that is a word of continual upgrade it's a word of continual transfiguration transformation that's to make sacred that's to make holy are you listening to me And so that is not God qualifying us by our earnings, but qualifying us by his provision so that we can function and operate. You you know what I mean. In other words, you don't earn your sanctification. You receive the nature of his provision. When you receive that nature and accept it, it changes you. But it can't change you by experience if you refuse to believe that you are who he says you are. If you keep on insisting that you are who you are, you will stay who you are even though eventually you will realize you are not. This sanctify you, God of peace sanctify you, make you sacred, make you a saint, make you holy, make you pure, make you different. The Greek word is make you distinct, amen, make you, uh, make you exceptional, you're not average, you're not normal, you're not common, he'll make you uncommon, make you clean, make you without guilt make you without blame make you blameless make you without stain make you without wrinkle make you clean make you holy make you filled make you faithful change you by the provision of his own love and cleansing glory be to God prepare you for the greatest presentation ever and that is to present every man perfect in Christ Jesus that he might present her to himself a glorious church oh jump up to your feet and shout somebody you are at first century faith 
My God. My God. My God. Glory. My, 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 my. My, 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 my. My, 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 my. My God, my God, my God. Blessed be the name of the Lord forever. Now, that word is powerful. Sanctify. That's, of course, we know that he, he sanctifies. He keeps on sanctifying and he will keep on sanctifying. But we know that this uh, cleanses us from all unrighteousness is uh, prerequisite. It, it, it's the derivative of if we walk in the light as he is in the light. We have fellowship one with another. We, we, have, we have compatibility with the Lord. We walk in the light as he's in the light. We have compatibility with the Lord. We can look at the Lord face to face. You can't look at the Lord face to face when you know you're guilty. Are you listening to me? But when you look at the Lord and you know that he knows, then what he knows becomes what you know and you receive. His, his championship qualities are imparted to you. You have, com you have compatibility with the Lord. You walk in the light as he's in the light. You have fellowship, things in common, one with another. You have, you have, you, you're fe you have fellowship. You, out of weakness, you're made strong. Your weakness has fellowship with his strength. Your doubts end up having fellowship with his courage. Glory to God. Glory to God. That's why it's called the good news. Not just good news, it is the good news. My God. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all, not some, not most, all unrighteousness. You talk about a church without wrinkle. You talk about a church without spot. You talk about a glorious church. You talk about a ready body of believer. You're talking about FCF and FCD. I am my global body of believers. Hallelujah. Talking about you. You have compatibility one with another. Go ahead and shout me down today because I'm preaching to your call. Go ahead and praise the Lord. I'm preaching the good news. 
<clears throat> Isn't that good? Yes. You may be seated. I, I really, you know, I really thank the Lord for his mercy and his grace. And uh, we, we, uh, we just like, we have so much to share. And that word completely, completely set you apart, make you different. Set you apart. Are you, are you listening? Yes. Set you apart. <clears throat> set you apart. Make you different. Uncommon. Clean. Sanctified. Holy. Praise the Lord. And I pray God. Now that word holy here, uh, if you notice, he's talking about completely. W-H-O-L-L-Y. Completely. Sanctify you completely. And that word even wouldn't even make sense if he's just going to sanctify you in your spirit. It wouldn't even make sense. He goes on to explain what he's talking about. Read the rest of it out loud together. So he began with the God of peace sanctifying you, setting you apart, uh, making you sacred, making you different, making you holy, making you fit for compatibility and for use. It's not to be set apart for the use of God as if, you know, he would set something apart. No, the word is talked about set apart in contradistinction to what it thought it was and the... context and the content of their fiber or character. I'm going to set it apart. It's going to be contradistinctly different than what it used to be because it's paid for in full and what I and what I pay for I can upgrade. And and, and the Lord said I, I, I sanctify you, set you apart, make you different from and other than you're not what you used to be. You're not doomed to what you were. You're not a prisoner. You're not bankrupt. You're not broke. You're not a bum. You're not a loser. You're not a handicap. You've been redeemed. You've been saved. You've been sanctified. Hey. Hey. Glory to God. Glory to God. You're more than a conqueror. You can do all things. You are his workmanship. When the master works on a piece, you can be sure he's working to make it a masterpiece. Sanctify you holy. There is a perpetual supernatural elevation happening in the body of Christ. 
Dr. Arfush, what do you think the future holds for us? No, 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 no. I'm preparing the body of Christ to carry what God has for the future. Ma, ma, ma. Hey. Hey. Amen. Amen. Believe God. Believe the Lord. And you will be established. Believe his prophets. And you will succeed. You will prosper. You will succeed. Hey. Oh, I hear a shout of the earth today. Does anybody feel like I feel? <laughs> I, let me see, I don't know what, what do you, <laughs> listen, listen. getting hit with the content mama 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 ma.
You may be seated. If the body of Christ doesn't believe God, who is going to? The answer is nobody. So we might as well believe God. That's why I feel so good. Child of God, if you're going to wait till you're living a friction-free life to get happy, you're no good to me or to the Lord. I'll see you at the rapture if you make it. But while you're right there, you know, trying to believe, you just get trying to get over that friction. Let me inform you. that I have friction for you. I will sandpaper your unbelief. I will grind away at your doubt. I will beat down your fears and I will breathe your divine call until you rise up Join the rank of the redeemed. So decide now the world's friction or the word's friction. Because you come to FCF, I'm going to put some friction on your unbelief. Until you get the content of the context and rise up and give God the glory while you live in this life of victory that he called you to live. Testify, proclaim, pronounce, and preach glory be to God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Whoo. 
How many of us believe God today? Do you believe God today? Amen. You may be seated. And I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the Apostle Paul there is the same enemy of the, of, uh, of the church, right? The same Saul of Tarsus, you understand, that had no idea... Uh, what the plan of salvation was ran into uh, the plan of salvation in the form of an indwelling in the life of Stephen and of course you know he knew his reputation he heard about the miracles he was doing he heard what he was preaching uh, they couldn't refute the, the wisdom of the spirit by which he spake but that one day you know the beloved now are we the sons of God and it does not yet appear was kind of you know, short-circuited a little bit. And a measure of the appearing happened. So that transfiguration happened right before this Saul of Tarsus. And so he, he could resist that. He resisted that. He fought against his conscience. He kicked against his conscience. He was willing to be uh, privy to and, 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 and uh, um, um, you know, to murder, right? Martyrdom. But then when he ran into the glory of the Lord, everything that is in the context of the sermon that Stephen preached became available in the form of content. Because when the Lord said, this is what I want to do, and Ananias came and he received, and he went to discover how much content, what does the Lord want to do with me So that he would reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen. Can you see that? So when he goes here and he says your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. He's not praying something that is not scriptural. He's not asking God to do something God is not ready to do. I don't see any distinctions made. To disqualify the physicality being preserved blameless. I don't see any lines being drawn there in the Apostle Paul saying, God of peace, sanctify you mostly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit, because that's all he cares about. And your soul. No, he he includes the physicality or the body. And this is what he was living in, in his own body. I don't have time today in this session to get into more of that. But I want to remind you, um, you can get some of it, a little bit of it, and lead you step by step in the um, 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 heavenly identity. Are you listening? 
and, and then in the sacred secret. And then, of course, you'll get more of it in the next sessions that we have in, in store. And I'm going to concentrate specifically on the indwelling this week from the perspective of um, the New Testament writings of the Apostle Paul. You getting anything out of this? Yes. Hallelujah. 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 We uh, we should go to the book of Acts and see what Luke, the physician, Saint Luke, said about the uh, function of ministry transpiring and taking place in the church of Antioch. That's what it means to be pre-denominational. It's to understand where your roots are, your spiritual roots. See, there's no such thing as a, 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 a church without roots. Uh, let me give you a couple of parallels, uh, parables. They're not mine, they're Jesus's. The kingdom of God is like a woman that took some leaven and, and hid it. In three measures. Everybody say three measures. Three measures. Three measures of meal. In other words, she put it in dough. Right? She 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 put it in, in bread that's gonna become leavened bread. But she took a little bit, put it in how many? Three. Three measures. Why three? Spirit, soul, and body. Three. And, 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 and that little bit ended up leavening everything. And you shall be changed as a fact. And your mind shall be changed as a decision. Isn't that the truth? You know that parable, right? How about this one? The kingdom of heaven... Is like a mustard seed. That when it's planted, it will grow. And the branches of it, and then he goes on to describe this huge and strong and influential. Well, when was the church planted? Don't you have in your Bible the original planting of a church that the Lord planted? Well, how could you be a branch in the body of Christ and not be connected to your roots? There's no such thing as a floating spiritual apartment in the 21st century. (laughs) 
No, the grace of God has been passed to us. That's why, that's why when you understand the way, the way anything of value accumulates, then you're glad that you're connected to the pages of the word of God. Because you're old money. You're hooked up to Abraham and his seed. There's been an accruing interest. There's a harvest coming to you that is greater than anybody has anticipated outside of the context of the word of God. So paketela mandakai. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody prayed you here. Something happened in the economy of God that enabled God to move on your life. You didn't bring yourself this far. You're not an accident. You're not a bihab. God. Somebody prayed you here. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, and, 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 and so, so that's what the Lord said. The Lord said, the Lord said, uh, and the Lord said, upon this rock, I will build my church. Well, we know that that rock is, is the apostolic confession. He said, what are people saying? Who am I? Oh, some people say you're this. Some people say you're that. Who do you say I am? You are the Christ, the son of the living God. You're blessed, Simon, because my father revealed this to you. And on this rock, I will build my church. And on this apostolic confession, my church will be built. It will stand. It will endure. It will prevail. It will overcome. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it in the first century, second century, third century, or any century. Somebody shout hallelujah. Excuse me, I, 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 got, I got some dunamis up on the inside today talking about the indwelling. Whoo, glory to God. Amen. Are you getting anything out of this? You may be seated. You know, our desire is just to minister to you. But I want to minister to your call. Minister to your call. Minister to your purpose. Minister. I want to minister to to you in a way that will be pleasing to the Lord. So, you know. Isn't that powerful? Yes. So we're, we're, we're connected. 
we're connected. Chapter 13 of the writings of the Acts of the Apostles, pre-denominational. And uh, we'll just... We'll, we'll, we'll just read over some things. This is a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal account. Huh. Now, there were in the church that was in Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Serene and Menaean which has been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul now it's very powerful in verse 1 that the wisdom and the spiritual understanding of the body of Christ does that make sense? contained the, the, the authorized ministers that were functioning in that body of believers. Now you got to understand this is an entire city. Someone said that's an entire city. So the church that was in Antioch was in the city of Antioch. And, but it didn't only contain Antiochans. It's the truth. Because it, it ended up becoming like a hub. And as a spiritual hub, it ended up containing um, all of the converts that will be assigned to that locality by the Church of Jerusalem. And by others. So as the church multiplied, there were regional churches that were hubs. And then there were satellite churches if you can call them that where the body of Christ met in villages and, and, and so on and so forth and, and right now how many of you when you leave here you will go home I didn't mean directly home eventually you, you go home does anybody have a home let me see your hands if you have a home and you go there keep your hand up now when you're not here are you listening? Keep your hand up. When you're not here, your home is a domestic church. Are you, men, you're the priest of the home. Women, you're a co-ruler. Are you listening to me? Children, do what you're told. <laughs> Obey your parents and the Lord. And then when we come back all together, we don't act like all, all of a sudden as if, you know, we're schizophrenic or we're in church now. Some people don't make it past the parking lot. Probably many of you here have been guilty of that. You, you got up early, you got ready for church, got, got to the parking lot. Had, had gotten in a fight or done something, I just, I'm not going to be a hypocrite, and just didn't even go to church. I 
Now, if you've only been in the Lord, you know, three or five or ten years, you might not have done that. But, you know, some of you have been, you know, saved for about 70 years or something. You've seen that. (laughs) I don't know. This is a church where the Lord renews your youth. I need to stop. Christy, what was that last sign? Was it 15 minutes? About 10 minutes ago? Is that what it was? And we're reading in Antioch. My Lord. And, and so here's what happened real quick. The, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is moving. I mean the power of God's moving. And these prophets and teachers are identified by name. Isn't it great to have your name in the Bible? Amen. Don't just, you know, get depressed because your name is not in the Bible. When the word speaks to you, just grab that thing, put your name on it. I have no problem. I'm Christian. My name's on everything. Woo, glory to God. I'm going to go home after this and have church. tonight it folks you're gonna have to wait to the next session or the change the the catching away the the fly the transformation the acceleration my god hallelujah you are connected glory 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 lift your hands to god and give the lord praise today father your people are healed your people are strong your people are blessed your people are holy your people are full and joyful triumphant prayerful receptive being changed transformed from glory to glory blessed be your name Blessed be the Lord, the most high God, creator of heaven and earth. We have overcome the kings of the earth and have brought back all. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com, and we'll see you next week.